Not gonna make that mistake again. Like oh. a noob. Yeah. <laughs> we all know that uh, you have one job and sometimes you uh, can't do it. I didn't even look in the mirror before we started recording this. It's I okay no because do you remember the name of this, this podcast? Welcome back to another episode of Tuxedo Time where we were tuxedos and it is time podcast edition. Off matching. airport helicopter landing edition? Yeah. I was going to say matching tuxedos edition. Yes, we were wearing, well, they're, they're sort of matching. They're top and bottom matching. They're, we, we are matching within ourselves, but you are a more of a forest green, an olive green. What's the pine? This a is pine. pine. And you're sage. And I'm sage. Here's the thing. Uh, there's been a trend over the last couple of weeks that people are kind of mad that we're starting to look the same. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, Chris, cut your hair. You look like Becky. Or, oh, I thought that Becky was interviewing brown haired Becky. <laughs> or like, whatever. It's like, buys, let people have whatever hair they want to have and let us wear matching clothes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we're festoons, honey. We're festoons. Yeah. Um, the, so for the people who are not watching this on YouTube. Yes. Or people who are listening to this, mm-hmm. could you give a description of what we're wearing? First of all, let's disclose. Today's podcast is sponsored by Cuts. And I was so excited because they just rolled out with Sunday sweatpants. Mm-hmm. And I was like, please send me your finest matching one piece pine jogging suit. <laughs> and today is Sunday and we're wearing the matching. Sunday sweatpants with the matching hoodie. I have wanted a matching hoodie and sweatpants combo for years. That was like nicely fitted. That was nicely fitted. That was comfortable. And Chris has on a sage sweatsuit. It's the same one, just the size down. And the color is kind of like gray with like it's sage. S- it's sage. It's like gray, but somebody yelled green from the other room. Yeah, that's a good description. Yeah. So thank you, Cuts, for sponsoring today's episode. With our link, you can get 30% off until December 3rd. They're having like a bit of a Black Friday sale. And then if you're listening to this or watching it and it's after December 3rd, you can still get 15% off with our link, which is in the description box of the podcast and the video. Cuts has been a supporter of us for a number of months now. We love their stuff. They have beautiful sweatpants, hoodies, Long sleeves, t-shirts. I'm like just living in their t-shirts all the time. And they make me look like I work out, but I don't work out. It's true. It's true. <laughs> all right. So with that said, what is today's episode about? Well, today we're going to be talking a little bit about how the, the art of the phone call kind of. We're the gonna art be talking of the phone about, call. That's a, good, that's a good teaser line. Yeah. We're going to be talking about um, off airport helicopter landings and how- They relate to the telephone. They relate to the telephone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The lost art of the yes, phone call. The lost art of the phone call <laughs> and how that relates to off airport helicopter landings. I, I just want to preface this by saying if you ever watch our main YouTube channel, which is linked wherever, in the description box, in the show notes, in the episode, whatever, anything that like crazy or nuts that happens on our main YouTube channel, like there's a nine out of 10 chance that that happened because Chris picked up the phone and called somebody. <laughs> that's is good. that not true yeah that's true isn't it? that is true yeah okay so like just expounding upon that a little bit yeah um what are some crazy things that have happened to our youtube channel well well first here's the first thing i guess this isn't really a phone call but the whole reason why we met peter mckinnon was because you didn't give a shit and just straight up asked somebody if we could go somewhere with them and they say yes yeah that was did I call Trevin or did I text him? You texted Trevin. Yeah. Trevin, who was uh, did a lot of filming for Brad Friesen, who's also a helicopter pilot in Vancouver. We met Brad as well as Trevin. Mm-hmm. While well, we were living in while Vancouver. While we were in Vancouver. And then I think 
Pete was coming in to do a collab with Brad and then Trevin was of course filming. And then I just kind of like shot my shot. Yeah. You just texted Trevin out of nowhere. He didn't even tell me. And you were just like, Hey, just so you know, like if you need an extra filmer or need a hand filming your video, like Becky's around if you need help. Yeah. And he said, no, we're good. We're, we're, you know, fully whatever good, but we're going to be at this bar tomorrow night. If, or tonight, whenever it was. And he it was, was like, that night. It was that night. And he was like, if you guys want to come down and like meet up with us for a drink, you're more than welcome. I think he was like, we're still up in the mountains or we're still away, but we're going to be home later tonight. So, and we're going to go out for a drink. So meet us up at this bar at like, <clears throat> it was like, I think he said at 10 and then it was like, oh, we're running late. It was, then it was 11. That was 1130. And I'm like, I have to go to work tomorrow at like five. But <laughs> well, we went anyway. Yeah, it is. And then it, that's how it blossomed into a, a beautiful friendship. Yeah. And we're still in touch with, I haven't talked to Trevin in a while. Yeah. But uh, I don't know where, what he's doing, what he's doing now, but we're still, we still, we're still in contact with Brad. Mm-hmm. We still obviously talked to Pete Yeah, um, and it just blossomed into a, a gorgeous friendship. Yeah. The second thing that I can recall off the top of my head that happened because you phone called somebody was the entire like cat skills three part vlog where we like landed at that dude's house and then like took him for a ride. And then like he gave us his car for the weekend. Yes. We will link to all that will be in the show notes in the show notes yeah. or yeah. Or in the cards. If yeah. this is on YouTube, Becky and Chris.com slash podcast episode 29. So yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point too. Really any of the helicopter stuff, any of the helicopter stuff, because as you guys may or may not know, you probably know, cause I, I've said this a million times in the podcast, but I do most of the things here. Like I produce the videos, I plan the videos, I edit the videos, I do all the social media, I do all the- I'm just responsible for the wacky adventures. Yeah, so when it comes to like helicopter videos, I can't really plan. I can say, here's the idea, but- Here's the the logistics. Yeah, but the logistics, like I can't plan it. Although you found, you found uh, Basin Harbor. I found most of the spots here. You were like, I found a resort that has an airstrip. Yeah. Ta-da! <laughs> and I also found all of the airports that had like registered or not registered, but like camping spots that had some facilities for camping that we never ended up going to. Right. You found some good databases online, like I for did. airport camping, which is like a thing all of its own. Yeah. But a lot of the stuff like I can't really plan because it requires you calling people and then there's like questions that I can't answer. So yes. And that's, that's when you come in and you don't give a shit. You will call people and not have anxiety and overthink about it like I do. Oh, I don't care at all. I'll just oh, call somebody. I have a story for you before we get into this. Okay. I had to call the hair salon today to cancel my appointment because I have a shoot on the day that of my haircut appointment. Okay. I bungled. Bungled is even a mild word. Bungled. Fucking bungled. <laughs> uh, two and one. <laughs> my fat fingers. Yeah, I bungled the message that I left Mm -hmm. in the middle. I forgot what I was saying. And I was like, wow. Uh, (laughs) I forget what it is. Oh, I didn't have enough coffee. Well, if you want to call me, (laughs) you can. God, it's making me so awkward. I was like, stop. It's making me awkward. So awkward, Chris. I was just like, extra face palm. So crown, if you got me missing, oh, (laughs) please know that I was very embarrassed and uh, don't judge me next time I come in for my (laughs) <laughs> I don't think that Grace listens to this podcast. No, I don't think so either. I don't think anybody from Crown listens to this podcast. No. But if, but if you did, do, shout out to you. I was embarrassed. 
So yeah. So speaking of, <laughs> that's amazing. Speaking. So <laughs> I'm yeah. glad you weren't in the room. Notice how anytime I have to call somebody, I go to a different room. You do. Yeah. I don't want you to listen to me. Oh, I don't phone. care. I don't care. I know you give zero, at all. zero fucks. So yeah. So when we are planning, when I'm trying to find places to land off airport, uh, in the helicopter, it's a bit difficult in New York state because, you know, just to give you context in the, in Canada, you know, most provinces have an abundance of crown land, which is basically just more or less, you know, wilderness that you can do essentially whatever you want. So people are always landing, you know, when I trained in my, did my, uh, flight training in Vancouver, you know, you flew like five minutes North and you're in the mountains and it's just like, nobody owns this land. This is just the, the country's land. And we just did flight training there and that was it. But down south of the border here in the U.S. and in New York State particularly, every like square foot of land is either owned privately or it's protected through the state. There's not really any like free to use, do whatever the hell you want land. Um, and that makes it difficult to uh, kind of go on any crazy adventures because it adds another layer of you have to now get permission to do this. So you're right off the bat, you're not going to get permission easily to do, um, to land on like parkland or like protected state land just cause there's so much red tape. So that basically leaves private land and just hoping that people are cool with so you proposing something. So what I usually do is I will look up public land surveys and there's, there are apps actually I think Onyx, O-N-X, I think it's a hunting app. Um, and I, I know that uh, Trent Palmer has referenced as well. So Trent flies bush planes. He does very similar things like looking up where people like who owns what land. And this app kind of, it, it's a consolidated database where it searches all the like public uh, land surveys that are available online. But every county has their own GIS system, which is like graphical, no, geographic inter- information system, I think. I don't ask me, man. So <laughs> I don't know. Like graphics, you do graphic design. Yeah, I do graphic design. <laughs> you do graphic design. So Onyx is like, <laughs> it's a one app that basically has like land surveys and it shows the person's name. And it's just a matter of like, you know, looking the person up in the, in the white pages, in the phone book, which is online mm-hmm. using like, I have some other resources um, that I use too, kind of, you know, my, like my skip trace resources. Yeah. But more or less, if you can find someone's name and you know the, the location or the city, obviously because you've found their survey and that's you're going to try to land on their land, you can pretty much easily find their phone number. So I just call people out of the blue. And it and you just say, hey. I was like, hey. Can I land a helicopter on your property? I just say, hey, I question. Uh, I got your name off of a public land survey. And because people are like, always wondering, like, who the hell are you and how'd you get my number? So I just kind of say like, hey, look, yeah, I just got your name off some public survey land surveys. I know that you own, I just said that, or I just noticed that you own this land at whatever address. Uh, I'm a helicopter pilot. My wife and I do YouTube channels and just we looking do for YouTube channels. Or we, we have a YouTube channel. We do YouTube channels. We do the YouTube. We do the graphic design and the YouTube channel. But you know what? That would blend in because most of the people you're calling are older. Yeah. Because statistically speaking, people who are boomers and above in age mm-hmm. are going to be own the majority of land and therefore- and the majority of people who have landlines too. Yeah. So a lot of these are landlines that I'm calling because that's what's like listed in the in the white pages, I guess. So th- that's actually something that's going to probably change over the next generation is that as more and more people abandon their landline, mm-hmm. there's going to be it's going to be harder to find people's cell phone numbers because landlines are easy to find, but cell phone numbers are harder. Right. So 
I'm, we're in this good, we're in this golden era now where like I can pretty much, most of the land is owned by, by older people and most older people have landlines that are easily, you can easily find the numbers right. on the internet. So that's basically what we do. So we, I, or I do, I call the people, I say, Hey, can we land on your land? And surprisingly, most people say yes. Yeah. I have. There's been a couple of people who have been like, no. And it's like a harsh no. And you don't care, but I'm like, oh, I hate listening to those. But yeah, like most people have been pretty cool. Like there's been a couple of instances where like, they're like, yes, right off the bat. Okay, sure. Or let me talk to my partner. Yes. Or sometimes there's like a little bit more information that's needed. Like, okay, well, like, can you give me more information? Can you put me on your insurance? Yeah. And then other times people straight up say no. And then you start opening up about your story and they're like, oh, wait, the owner of this thing is from Newfoundland and you're from Newfoundland. Wait, hang on. Yeah. And so we got to yes. hook people into conversations because oftentimes I end up speaking to these people for like, like an hour. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like, again, that's a generational thing, right? Like for you, yeah. you'd be like, oh my God, if some stranger called me and started talking to me, that would be a nightmare. I wouldn't even pick up the phone. No, exactly. You wouldn't pick I up the don't. phone. Exactly. Like, I don't pick up the phone. But a lot of the people that I talk to- Unless like, it's suburban pest control. <laughs> and then I pick up the phone. <laughs> yeah, you're in the home shield plan. I'm on the home shield plan, man. For all of our pests. So important. <laughs> Stink bug, mouse, ant- and one of each <laughs> just the three best friends just three, just three. <laughs> yeah and wasp and, and wasp. carpenter bee all of them we have lots of pests i really love the home show program and becky <laughs> <laughs> anyway anyway yeah so most of the people i talk to like they're really nice people yeah we just have a grand old conversation you find out and and when you're friendly with people yeah they're not gonna there's less chance they're gonna say no They've been really sweet. Like it almost makes me cry to think that like that some of the people were so nice to let us land. Like for instance, on heading East mm-hmm. when we, that couple let us land on their Island in the thousand islands. And they were so sweet. And they gave us a full backstory on their Island, which was actually so nice. I love learning about the history of these places that we get to land. Right? Oh yeah. That was Lori. So yeah. I call Lori Curran and Pat Curran are the owners of, of that stone, Ju- stony, stony crest or- Island slash jewel Island, which yeah. is in, in the transitioning back to the name jewel right. Island. Right. Yeah. So she, I called her up one evening and she was just like, Oh yeah. Okay. And she was, she was uh, in the camp of let me, um, let me give me some more information. Cause she was very curious. She's yeah. like, and then she was kind of thinking you could almost hear wheels turning. She was like, yeah. Um, I'd had to run it by my husband, Pat, cause we both own it. But, um, I think it's a cool project and I really like, you know, so, so she just emailed me, like and I said, told her that like we did another, you know, trips. I think I emailed her a link to our YouTube channel Yeah. and she's like, okay, I'll check it out and I'll let you know. And she got back to me and she's like, oh, that's really fun adventure. I really would like to feature our Island as part of your, one of your adventures. That's so nice. And the, the only thing for them was, you know, they, they were worried about liability. Yeah. So I have a standard indemnification agreement that my lawyer has drafted up for us that we had from the Catskills from project, the Catskills project, yes. correct. Um, which ironically, because we, we were going to stay at the at the Den A frame, yeah. and then they decided at the last minute they're like, you know what, maybe this isn't really something we're interested in. But we had this agreement already drafted up. I was like, well, shit. But now it wasn't a waste because right. I could just basically like fill in the blank, like you know, change the name of the people. So we, I used that, and then I filled that out for her and said, you know, we, we won't be held liable for any anything that happens that's related to this landing of this helicopter. Legal jargon, legal jargon, legal jargon. Signed, Christopher Nicholas the first. 
<laughs> the only no um yeah so they were they said that was fine but then she said can you actually put us on your insurance so that was an other that was the first time anyone's ever asked for us to do that so i was like i don't know probably <laughs> so i emailed our insurance broker and she was like uh yeah we can do that I just gotta fill out some paperwork or whatever so that that was a little bit of extra jumping through some hoops but at the end of the day we got all you know we dotted all of our eyes crossed all our t's and that was the final landing and heading east yeah, that was incredible. And it was totally worth it. Oh, 100%. I, what I loved about that landing was like, not only was it an island, but it was an island with a story. And it wasn't like we were just, oh, we're landing on an island. It's like, we're landing on this island and here's the history of it. Yeah, and that was 100% because Lori, after we got everything squared away with the paperwork and what, she actually like sent this big email with all of these, like the story, the whole history of the island, which was amazing. Cause I could basically just regurgitate that on our video yeah. and give some context to the island. Well, it was so cool because while we were on the island, a man um, the next morning had this like canoe or something and he canoed over and he was like, hey, what are you doing? Kind of just like chatting. And he was like, yeah, there's a whole history about this island. And he went off and told us. And so there was some things that he told us that wasn't in Lori's story. Mm -hmm. But I'm he, sure Lori just gave the abridged version. He, she probably did. So he told me that there was, um, he was traveling somewhere in New York and went to some museum and there was paperwork and photos of what had happened to that island. Really? Yeah. Wow. Documentation. And yeah. So essentially for those of you guys who haven't seen the series yet, this island was a large island in the Thousand Islands region. And yeah, the Thousand Islands and Thousand Islands region is in um, sort of like upstate New York and it borders Canada and it's, it's on the St. Lawrence Seaway. And so there's a lot of shipping channel. It's a shipping channel, essentially. So a lot of big container ships that go through that channel. And like you were saying, the island was bigger at yeah, one point. It was bigger. Uh, let me see if I remember all of the uh, details. I had to try, I'm trying to turn the heater off because I can hear it in the mics. Oh. Um, yeah, so it was bigger at one point and it got sold to a couple of different people. And finally, I think the, the state took it over and they blew up part of the island to widen the St. Lawrence Seaway. Mm. And so they put a bunch of dynamite in the rocks and you can still apparently see some of the blast marks, but they blew away half the island um, and took down the house that was originally on the island. But when they blasted the island, this is what the guy told me, he said that the blast was so big that it took out the dock that was across the water and he pointed out the property that it was, that the dock, and so this the state had to rebuild the dock that they accidentally blew away. It's like, I'm sorry, on the other side of the canal. but I blew up your dock. <laughs> Imagine having yeah. to have that conversation. <laughs> so now this island is like smaller than it was originally. There's no house on it or anything. It's just a mode island with a dock around half of it mm -hmm. and a shed. It was a beautiful island. It was stunning. Manicured. In fact, uh, I and think with a fire pit too. I think Lori was saying that people like just randomly dock on their island thinking it's a public park. Because yeah. there's no house on it. Right. There's no structures on it other than a, a shed. And it's just a beautiful dock, well manicured, a, f a landscaped with like hydrangeas. Hydrangeas, yeah. It's, and there's power. And a beautiful mowed lawn and then plugs, right? Yeah. So I think people think it's like a public space. Right. But she's like, no, this is like, we had to put up, this is private property. Yeah. Because people would just dock and use it. Right. And then we were actually, so she said she was actually going to come and, try to visit us when we were made when we oh, landed that been nice but I, w I don't think they were able to make it out that night but someone came up when we were pitching our tent someone kind of came up and i just assumed it was them 
Yeah. Cause I've never met these people. I've talked to her on the phone. Right. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy gets out and his wife get out on, on the dock and, uh, he was like, I was like, oh, hey. And I just like said hi, like as if like expecting it to be them. Yeah. And he's like, oh, do you own this island? And I'm like, no, this wait, is what? not Pat and Lori. No. <laughs> but you know, people see the helicopter and they're in boats and they're like, what's going on? And they're intrigued and it's exciting. Oh, he was stoked. Yeah. He was stoked. And most people yeah. who like boats are, are into- probably going to like helicopters just yeah. because they like mechanical toys. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, so that was like things that go vroom. That was such a perfect ending. Like I couldn't believe especially like you know, we landed on the island and it was a beautiful night and it was a bit chilly, but like then there was no dew and it was like the perfect camping conditions and mm-hmm. it was like comfortable and we knew there were no like bears going to come eat us in the night. Yeah. And it was just so fantastic. It was lovely. Lovely end of the trip. Yeah. And so the other one during, I know this isn't really, well, we're in the heading East set because everything's set up. We didn't want to move it back to the original podcast area, which we'll get back to shortly. But um, the other one from this trip in particular was uh, Monhegan Island. Yes. So for those of you guys who haven't seen the series, who don't know the story behind that. Also in episode five. In episode it's five. In the islands episode. It is. Yeah. We just made it one episode just for islands because they were in different states. So it just made sense. So, um, so this one, Chris was looking on the map and he was kind of zooming in and, and he saw this little green dot on the map. And so he zoomed in, it was like in the middle of the ocean. It was a VFR. It was a weather station reporting VFR. I was yeah. like, Oh, there's a weather station just in the, in, in the middle of the ocean, in the ocean. It's so like, he, he nope, that's in. an Island. Yeah. So you can tell a story. Yes. Well, you, you started when you keep going. Yeah. So he zooms in, zooms in, zooms, zooms in, zooms, zooms, remix. He zooms in on the map. And it's this little tiny island off the coast of Maine called Monhegan Island. And neither of us had ever heard of it before, but we were like, hmm, this looks interesting. And so Ace, you found that there was a helipad there. So there was two registered helipads on the island, actually, one of which was used for medevacs. And right. I've called medevac people before trying to get permission to land yeah, at like they don't hospitals. Let you and, because it's for emergencies. Right. Yeah. No one wants to be liable for you hanging out on their helipad and parking there. And then all of a sudden they have an emergency and then they can't land yeah. or they land and then they have have to impair their operation somehow because you're being a nuisance. So no one wants to deal with that. So no one lets us land on medevac helipads uh, or hospital helipads yet. yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, but the second helipad on the Island was owned by Tom. Yeah. Who is based, has basically a cottage there. Yes. And he doesn't fly himself, but he has a pilot, but he owns an R44 as well. So he gave us permission to land at his helipad, but the person who was listed as the airport manager, because these helipads that are listed as official helipads on the chart sectionals for like, you know, for aviation um, databases, they have to have like an airport manager and a phone number, a contact for the air, the airport because they're registered essentially as aerodromes. And so I called that number and the uh, Chuck is his name. And Chuck told me initially, he was like, yeah, you know, this is sorry. This is a private um, use only helipad. It was just for the owner of his cottage basically. So uh, he was like, but again, he was like, he's like, oh yeah, I also fly rotary wing. I fly, uh, I flew an R44 for a while. I was like, oh great. That's where we're flying. It's like, oh, okay. So are you just kind of like, what's your, what, like, what are you coming for? Why? I've never had anyone call and ask to use 
this random helipad. And I was like, oh, we're, we're kind of on like a, we're doing a, a multi-part travel series. An excursion, uh, if yeah, you will. On our YouTube channel. And our we, YouTube, we, our YouTube we do channel. YouTube. We'll do the, we do the YouTube channels. We do YouTube. And graphic design. <laughs> and he said, oh, have you done this before? And we told him about Cold Island where he flew back to Newfoundland. He's like, Newfoundland? I went on my honeymoon with Newfoundland. I was like, no way. He's like, yeah. And the owner, his family's from Newfoundland. I was like, holy crap. That's like such Amazing. a coincidence. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you know what? I think that this, given this such a coincidence, I'm going to forward your name on to the owner. I'm pretty sure he'll call you back. So sure enough, made contact with Tom and he was like, yep, show up anytime. Just give me a few, you know, give me a 24 hours heads up just to make sure I can be there. I'll meet you there. And, um, yeah, feel free to use it. Yeah. Yeah. He was so nice. It was so cool to like land there. And he was like from Newfoundland and he had the bottle of Burgio sand in the house and, even like in the morning, like the following morning, we had to, well, that night we had to move our helicopter to the base pad, like that was down in the corner of their, of his um, property because his pilot was coming in the next morning to pick him up. Yeah. Cause he actually, that actually was the original helipad, he said. Yeah. So we moved it and then the next morning we had to leave early cause the wind was going to pick up. So we got up early in the morning, like five o'clock, we went down and shot sunrise around the shipwreck, which was like mm-hmm. just down from his helipad. And we knew that his pilot was coming in around sunrise around six. Yep. And so we were down on the rocks while his pilot, like you could hear the rotors flap in and around comes the red helicopter and, you know, flies in and lands. And it was so cool. Just like you just to watch a helicopter. That's the same as ours, mm-hmm. like land there and pick him up. And like, he's gone, he's waving. And we took a couple of pictures and I don't know. I just thought that was like a really neat little. It was neat. Experience. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Um, but this, yeah, that experience would never have happened even if you just texted somebody. No, because like, you need to have that personal like mouth right. to mouth <laughs> conversation. Conversing um, with somebody is almost like interacting with them in person almost. Yeah. A lot more than text say. Because text, you get you a text and you won't even, you won't even respond. You're like, what the fuck is this? I'm not yeah, responding. you don't get personal personality in text. You right. don't know context. But if you're just like nice and sound like a nice person when you're like, hey, just call in, you know, to ask, can we do this? This is our story. This is what we do. Yeah. Um, and, and even being available like to, um, it's hard for people to say no when they're, when there's somebody on the other oh, line. I've heard people say no to you. <laughs> no. Like, yeah, no, we're not interested. No, don't call. <laughs> okay <laughs> no need to be a dick <laughs> well no. i mean i mean they can be a dick if they want I, I like i don't i don't hold against people right like yeah. i am literally taking their time yeah that's true yeah so i mean whatever but yeah i mean most people are have some common decency do you have a sneeze yes <laughs> so you have that face on yes <laughs> Is that your sneeze face look at um, light look at light it's gone. it's gone okay it's gone okay so i continue yeah so anyway yeah, so that that's basically how phone calls end up <laughs> turning, turning into, into turning into crazy. our wacky adventures. Yeah, well, don't discount the value of a phone call. Yeah, but don't don't call me. It don't call me. Yet. I know. Don't I, hate call it when, me. I hate it when people call me. Same, unless it's scheduled. Okay, if we scheduled a call, and even I know then. it's coming, so I can overthink and have anxiety about it for days. <laughs> I don't even think about it twice about it. And yeah, you, you after you get off the phone with somebody, you like start second guessing everything you said. Oh yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. You. No. Oh, just me? Just you, yeah. I see. <laughs> I see how it is. Oh. I guess the house is really cold because the furnace came on again. <laughs> Turned it down to 68. I guess. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Cats go. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the other thing that we've done, not related to heading east, but the whole FAA thing. 
Yeah, when we did the Niagara Falls. Yeah, flight. so when COVID was um, in its peak, probably it was back in in March. spring of 2020. Yep, March or April, I think it was. Yeah, it was like right when kind of COVID was just ramping up in the U.S. It was actually it must have been the end of April. And people were actually taking it seriously. We actually like you know people actually stayed inside had like, and you know stay stay at home orders and things like that. Yep. And I remember hearing that there was it like it's just like one day it clicked. I was like, wait a second, the helicopters are all grounded the ones that constantly run circuits and tours over Niagara Falls in the restricted airspace. And it's, there's a, uh, a, from surface up to 3,500 feet over Niagara Falls, there is uh, a permanent restricted, um, restricted airspace. So people, normies like me, who are just kind of general aviation, we can't just kind of, we're not allowed to fly into that airspace because it's for tours only. Like these tour helicopters are running circuits constantly and it's just, it's a busy airspace. They, they know what they're doing as far as like, you know, these prescribed routes and they don't want random people flying in and just causing mayhem. Um, so they have a permanent flight restrict, uh, restricted airspace over Niagara Falls up to 3,500 feet above sea level. And then above that, you can, you can fly normally. Um, so I was thinking, you know what? I would love to be able to fly low over Niagara Falls. So then I called the FAA, hopped on the phone, talked to the FISDO in Rochester. And then they were basically said, yeah, I think we can make that happen. And it was just, they had to do a lot of string pulling and like, there's again, a lot of red tape. It's the same mm-hmm. as we were talking about, like landing in like parks and stuff, you know, like yeah. you couldn't do it in most cases. But this, you know, being the FAA, this was their job to organize things like this. So right. they had to like coordinate with the, like the, the, the state, the Niagara State Park. And then the, I think there's a separate state park, like police or something. There's some police that patrol that area i think dedicated. didn't they have to bring it all the way up to washington dc they had to go they had to go to yes they had to they had to bounce it off of their higher ups and then once they got the okay from them then they could arrange it with all these places then we arranged it with you know then they called buffalo tower because they're the approach services that we deal with when we're on with with air traffic control that's those the people we're talking to that hand us off to um Niagara Falls right. in the, in the uh, sort of self, it's like a special, um, what is it? What's it called again? Uh, S special flight rules, something like the SFRA, I think it's called. Anyway. Uh, I do graphic design. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so they, they basically were involved as well. So it was a bunch of moving parts. We finally got it done and then add weather is another variable. Yeah. So we finally got it done. We made it happen. We'll link to that video uh, in the show notes. In the show notes. That was yeah. epic, epic flight. Yeah, that was crazy. You got a complaint filed against you, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Even though you went through all the proper things. I did. We have all of the footage proving that we did not cross the Canadian right. so border. Right. So the stipulation was that we had to stay. Because if we... So that restricted airspace, just to make things more complicated, half of it is an American restricted airspace and half of it is a Canadian restricted airspace. So... You weren't allowed to cross over into the Canadian restricted airspace. Well, so... Yeah, so the I was organizing it with the FAA, and they have jurisdiction over the American airspace. So they said we can talk to Transport Canada, but they'll have to do all the stuff that we did, and probably more. And then we'd have to coordinate with them. It just adds a whole another layer of variables. Yeah. So he said it'd be easier if you could just stay in American airspace, and then we don't have to worry about Canada at all. And I was like, okay, I can do that. There's like a narrow over Horseshoe Falls. There's like a narrow strip. Um, on the next to the shore that we had to, we had to zip through every lap. But other than that, like it was, it was pretty easy to stay in American, just stay on the American side of the shore. Cause yeah. the border is basically in the middle of the, of the, the water. So I did, we did, we stayed in American airspace at all times. 
And we, we did it within the, they were like, you have from like this time to this time to have free reign over the space. So it was like what a half an hour, an hour. I think we had a half hour. Yeah. It was like a half hour. So we, we hit our half hour window and then we We're didn't actually like kind of done before the 30 minutes. Yeah. Half hour is a long time. It is a long time. Yeah. Yep. It's a long time flying in dead man's curve. Yep. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that because the door was off. I had two cameras. Yeah, I was exactly. trying to shoot a video and shoot photos. <laughs> a lot to think about. I was like, oh, and yeah. I was scared shitless. I was like, by the way, Becky, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Don't fuck it up is what you said. <laughs> is that what I said? <laughs> yeah. You'll never get this opportunity yeah. ever again. Exactly. A quote exactly from the video. There you go. And you nailed it. Got all the footage oh, thanks. needed. Thanks. So, yeah. So that was, so after we had the flight, someone called and I think it was someone from the Canadian side complaining. And I think, Oh no. Uh, which camera? A seven S three, the main Uh-oh. baby. Do we have like a dun, 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 dun. All right. So as Becky swapping the battery in that camera, I will continue the story for sake of time. So I got a call from the FAA saying, yeah, there was a complaint filed against you. Um, someone called and I, and I think that they said it was one of the tour operators on the Canadian side, I want to say. And I think this guy felt like this was like his airspace. Like he didn't really, they didn't really say that. Major eye roll. I know, but it was like, he was kind of like, no one else is allowed in this airspace except for us. You know, we're the tour operators. It's like, your tours are shut down. It's like, dude, COVID. the whole airspace is sh- like, you guys aren't even flying because everything shut down for COVID. Like why, what do you care? He was anyway, probably mad because he couldn't. I think this guy got butt hurt over yeah. it. And he felt like, who's this? Who's, how dare this person? It's like, it's like, get, get Ben, man. Like this is yeah. ridiculous. Get out of here. So anyway, the, the person, the contact at the, at the F, at FAA basically just said, look, I'm just calling to make sure that we did everything as we agreed upon. You stayed in American airspace and it was during, so don't, in, don't you worry. We have all the, fight. exactly. Yeah. And it was done in the window that we decided yeah. on to make sure that we can, we again, dotted all We've our got cross four angles. Exactly. <laughs> which, which of the four camera angles would you like to yeah. verify with? Would you yeah. like me to sync them all up and just send you one multicam premier pro sequence? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that was a good experience. And it all yeah, it again cool. happened because of the phone call, phone calls. Yeah. Yeah. Phone man. It's an, it's an underutilized tool in, in this day and age. Yeah. Underutilized tool. man. I'm glad that you are the one who's using the tool mm-hmm. and I could just be the tool and not call anybody. How do you it. know it was that one? It's like it. labeled. Nailed it. Wait, <laughs> you know what I forgot to press for when I had my story about leaving the message? Huh. Perfect. The what story a wasted song. opportunity. This is the story song. Yeah. You really messed that one up, Peckham. All right. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Sad tromboner. I know, I know. Never gets old. Yeah. So that's how we basically figure out all of the land, you know, all of our off airport landings. Chris, to recap, Chris creeps on the internet. He stalks people, finds their phone numbers, finds their property size, cold calls them and asks to land on their property. And I would say seven out of 10 times people say yes. Yeah. We did it for Zora Valley too. Remember we went to flying helicopters to fly drones. Oh yeah. And do you remember when we- Link to that video in the description where we flew helicopters to fly drones at Zora Valley. Yeah. And you also did it for- Watkins Glen. Watkins Glen, yeah. In fact, we flew there this weekend. My parents are in town for a visit. Was that yesterday? Yesterday. <laughs> and we flew there and landed. So we, we you called them in 2019 
the first time we went. Mm-hmm. And they said, yeah, no problem. You can land. Sh- like, show up whenever. Yep. You don't have to tell me, just whatever. Yeah, he just he, he just said, yeah. You know, I was like, I can text you anytime. He's like, nope, just show up. Just use it whenever you want. Don't even have to let me know. Yeah, so. I'm like, okay. So cool. So he met us there. And this is like, uh, this is, Watkins Glen is one of the nicest. Oh, so pretty. State parks in, in, in New York State, in my opinion. Yes, it's one of the nicest I've seen yeah, in this area. It's like this picture like Lord of the Rings. It's like these like waterfalls down in this gorge and there's like these beautiful walking paths. Leave a picture in the show notes if yeah. you want to see it. And slash podcast episode 29. You can actually walk behind the waterfalls. And I think yeah, any kid so who grew up cool. on Legend of Zelda like me, yeah. there's something magical about being behind a waterfall. It's epic. But unfortunately when we went this time, it was closed for the winter yeah. because it was dangerous. I it's guess it's so wet it down icy. there. It's it gets icy. Anyway, so Last year you called this guy. We yeah. So landed. this field is like borders the park, and I'm like yeah. So I just basically looked on the aerial maps, like okay, I'm looking for because f- there's a lot of farmland out there, looking for fields that look like they'd be amenable to land in that are bordering the park. They could easily just get to the park because yeah, you, again, can't land in the park land. Yeah. So dude came out last year and met you. Yeah, he had his quad. And you just came up to see what it was all about. Yeah. You know? And so yesterday, you texted him anyway, just to say, yo, we're still coming, like. You didn't hear back, so we just showed up because he said yeah. show up. I, he said show up, but I said, I, I, out of courtesy, I texted him to say, hey, we're planning on landing tomorrow just to let you know if out of courtesy. Yeah. So we show up about two o'clock, and as we're landing, we spot somebody up in the hunting stand. In the tree stand. In the tree stand. Yeah, and I was like, oh my God. We're I've, fucking up this person's hunt. I ruined their hunt. Oh my God. And then like, and something, there's two people there, and I was like, and then you started going like, oh my God, they have guns. I'm like, yes, Becky, they're hunting. <laughs> and then you thought you were going to get shot. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I would never show up to somebody's place unless I heard back from them. But Dude, I know said, he said whatever and yeah. you're much more ballsy than I am. Anyway, they're super nice. It was Mrs. So it, was a, it was wife that was out was hunting wife, and, yeah. and her brother. Okay. And they were, they were uh, really nice. They were so nice. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like I didn't know you were hunting. You know, I didn't mean to like scare all the deer away like or I whatever. I texted him yesterday or whatever yeah. today, in the morning or something. Yeah. She's like, Oh, he's not going to answer that. He doesn't answer his phone. Uh, here's my number. If you ever want to just get in contact with me, here's my number. I was like, okay, great. Nice. Yeah. So she's like, it was too windy anyway today. Um, so anyway, they were fine. There was like, she's like, it gives us an excuse to go in. It's getting cold now anyway. So, um, they were nice about it, Yeah, but we landed there We and then we were hoping to go see the gorge, but of course those trails were closed. Yeah, unfortunately, but yeah. it's a great spot. We're going to have to go back again yeah. next, next summer or spring and hopefully get my parents yeah. down there again. But so I've got a whole like, you got a whole list, a whole of list of like places around here. There's just like a whole like random people repository of random people on my phone, like who have given us permission to land places Yeah, <laughs> and all a bunch of like custom waypoints on Foreflight. I forgot that you had... The Zora Valley one. You also had one in, in um, Bristol Harbor that we used to go to, but it was like a restaurant. We I think we actually made a video with Chris and Lizzie Heli Pancakes. Mm-hmm. We used to go to this resort restaurant place, and they'd let us land in there. It was a golf resort. Yeah. And then they had they allowed they us had they, a restaurant. They put out their cones. The guy from the pro shop used to come out and put cones. I just text him, and he put cones out in the in the parking, parking lot. lot and let us. Line in the parking just, lot. Yeah, rope off a spot for us to land, and we just land, go in, have breakfast, have brunch, whatever. So over the pandemic, we texted them to say, "Hey, are you open for brunch? Like, can we come?" Do you have any like outdoor seating that we could eat it? You know, at it, and they're like, "Oh, you didn't hear? Um, yeah, we tore the restaurant down. We tore the like the bulldozed whole, it to we the bull- ground. bulldozed everything, like the golf course, all like the chalets." They're overlooking the water. We're like, no. The clubhouse, the restaurant, yeah. everything gone. We loved going there. It was yeah. so cool. Yeah. And they had great 
them in ricotta pancakes. Oh, they're great. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was one of my favorite spots. Me too. But we got a couple Sometimes. places. We got another restaurant now on the coast uh, on Lake Erie. Yeah, now that we're allowed to cross the border again, it's a bit of a hassle now with COVID tests and stuff. But once um, the, you know that stuff settles down a bit, we've got a couple of places in Niagara on the lake that we can go as well. Yep, which mm-hmm. is fun. Couple wineries, even though neither one of us drink. Yeah, well, you know, it's fun to have those options when our parents come to visit because our parents are into like drinking wine and stuff. And, yeah, you know, you always want to go somewhere, but sometimes you know, a big day long or overnight excursion isn't really in the books, whether it's because of weather or because of time off or maybe yeah. maybe that type of adventure isn't something that we want to do. Right. But there still wants to be some sort of like little day thing because when we go on these like helicopter things, like it doesn't matter if we're going to Niagara on the lake to go to a winery or a restaurant, it takes a very long, like the whole, it's a process. It's like your whole day is taken up by this the event. The event because, okay, you might be flying 20 minutes or 30 minutes up the thing, but okay. You have to like go to the hangar. We have to do the DI. Do we need to pack a lunch and we get everybody in and ready? And then by the time you go, you eat, you do whatever. It's like a nice few hours. Like mm-hmm. I believe when you went up to fly with Peter at that time, when you guys made a video together, mm-hmm. you were like, yo, like, do you, you want to hang out? And he was like, yeah. And you were like, it's going to be a full day because flying takes the full day. It doesn't matter where you go. It's like you guys went to, you picked him up, you flew to a restaurant, you landed off airport and then went back and it was the entire day. Yeah. It was a decent chunk of time. Yeah. Cause I flew out of, cause that, that trip I was, I was up doing my night rating yeah. in Waterloo with Great Lakes helicopter. And then after I was the next morning I woke up and I flew over to, I guess I flew westward and then. No, picked, you, you left from Buffalo. Did I? Yep. You said, here's my weekend bucket list. And you were in the hangar and you packed it up. No, 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 yep. no, 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 no. Watch the video. I, went, I did my night it. hours. After probably. Was it, no, I didn't. Cause I came right home. There's a time lapse of you going from Buffalo airport to Billy Bishop. And then you met up with Potato Jet and Maddie and rode your one wheel on the truck. Yep. I edited this video. And then I video. went to Waterloo, did my night hours. And then okay. the next in day. Between, in between you did your night hours. And then the next day, yeah. I flew over, picked up Pete. Yeah. We went to Aurelia Airport. Then we went up into random crown land somewhere, had lunch on a picnic, ate our sandwiches. Right. Then flew back down, dropped him off next to his truck. Right. Hot unloaded him. Yeah. And then just flew and off. And left. Yes, that's right. And then came home. I'm still so sad I missed that. That lunch on the rock looked so nice. It was very lovely. Yeah. Yeah. It was lovely time. Yeah. It was a fun excursion. Yeah. yeah. You had a lot of fun. I did. <laughs> Without yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Anyway, so that's, you know, that's how things happen by column. And then we we ended up full circle with Pete. We started this podcast oh, yeah. with a story about Pete. Oh, yeah. We did start yeah. about So, yeah. moral of the story. Peter. Stop being afraid to call people. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say something about peter moral of the story peter i don't know moral of the story. you're like struggling to stay awake here so <laughs> you know what i'm struggling nothing puts her to sleep more than helicopters this is like the episode when, when we did a, when we did a podcast <laughs> on graphic design no interior and interior and design you fell asleep. and it was like oh my god this is so long it was, like, it was like pulling teeth trying to get chris to participate you know why i'm tired <laughs> it's not about helicopters it's because yesterday mm-hmm. we flew to the gorge that was closed. You just farted. I did not. There's I no could evidence hear of that. it. I could hear it. There's no evidence I of that. I guarantee you could hear it. We flew to the gorge <laughs> to shoot a video 
for a sponsored video that we're doing. Mm -hmm. And the gorge line was closed and he's Dutch oven. That's <laughs> fantastic. Um, I'm sure there's another name for that. Dutch oven. And that's when you pull the sheets over. Smelling your own farts. When you put, put that's specifically referring to the yeah, bed sheets Yeah, but when you fart over. and you put your, in your sweatsuit and you sniff it underneath your shirt. I don't think that's considered a Dutch oven, but. We're going to look it up after. Okay. Can I finish my story? Yes, Because this is story. a full circle why I'm tired. Okay. okay? Mm -hmm. We went to the gorge. Mm -hmm. The gorge was closed. Yes. We tried to film a video. It was an epic failure. Yes, it was. This morning I had a sponsored video going up. And so I was stressing about that because there was a mistake and it was like a big thing. Mm -hmm. We had to re-export and do all the stuff. And then we had to go out to a different location to reshoot the video. From that we're supposed to do that yesterday. We're supposed to do yesterday. That was a fail. And so we went out today in the rain. Mm -hmm. It was cold. It was. And we shot the video. And then we came in and we just had a feed of steak. Mm -hmm. And so it's what time is it now? Why? It's 9 30. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. And mom's here. Mom and dad are here. But mom cooked, mom baked a cherry cake and I can smell it. Okay. And all I want to do is just like wear this jogging suit and eat cherry cake in front of the television underneath the heated blanket and fall asleep on the couch. I think that sounds like an excellent plan. We're going to go eat some cherry cake and fall asleep in our tuxedos. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of <laughs> Tuxedo Time. Did you have anything else to add? I mean, I could talk about helicopters forever. Should we talk about criteria of off-airport landings? Things we're looking for? Maybe we'll save it for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face. You're just like, you're just no, like we're done. Just I was getting melted. ready to Google what, well, if you want to talk about that, I can like look up what nope. it is when you smell your own farts in your sweater. No, we're going to end it here. Okay. okay. See you Thank next you one. so much for watching, listening, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>